Hey everyone, welcome to the Get the Bag podcast, episode 11. I'm wow. your host, Claudia Castro. <laughs> I've got my co-host, Tim Park. Yeah, we're at da- 11 episodes down. That's Time flies. I know, um, I know. <laughs> I'm really excited for our guest today, uh, but just a little reminder, this is a live show, so feel free to drop your questions. We'll try to answer them as we go uh, throughout the conversation. But today's episode... How to become a millionaire in your 20s. Tim, you remember your 20s? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not to age ourselves. I know, right? <laughs> well, today's crazy. guest, <laughs> he's in his 20s, a serial entrepreneur. He's opened several businesses from car flipping to selling cookies. You know, he's done it all. Uh, dropped out of college his first semester, probably quicker than I did. I dropped off after a year <laughs> or so. <laughs> Fast forward to now, he's running a successful acquisitions and dispositions uh, real estate business. Let's welcome Austin to the Get the Bag podcast. What's What's up, everybody? What's up? What's What's up? up? I appreciate First and foremost, I want to say I appreciate y'all for having me on, as always. I'm really excited to kind of get together, have a conversation with y'all, and kind of bring as much value to the audience as uh, much as possible. So appreciate you guys for having uh, bringing me on, and I'm really excited for our, our conversation. Yeah, bro. I already know. Uh, I I came on uh, what last week doing uh we did a little live calls. Yeah. Uh, and I already know you bring that heat. You bring that energy. Bring that fire. Yeah, <laughs> bring it. that fire. Another vibes. Yeah, yeah. Super uh, welcome again. Um, yeah. So we kind of did did a little digging on you. And- yeah. As we do, we do a little private invest, a little go no go on you. Uh, oh yeah, you know? let's go. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, investigating. So you really are a serial entrepreneur. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about yourself. Kind of sounds like you started this entrepreneurial journey very young. Yeah, like cookies and everything, yeah. bro. I mean, it it goes back uh, for some time. I mean, like like you guys are saying. I mean, back in I think I was fifth grade, so I was like nine, ten, something around that age. I used to, I learned how to bake cookies from scratch just because I love cookies. I still love cookies to this day, by the way. But um, who doesn't? Who doesn't? And I actually, real quick, I prefer cookies over birthday cake. So, anyways. Okay. uh, okay. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Um, it. But so, how, I mean, kind of going back to that, I mean, my entrepreneur journey has been something I've been doing for a long time. Fifth grade, I learned how to bake cookies and I bagged them up. I had actually two ver- varieties, right? I had an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie and I had a regular chocolate chip cookie. So I had a, a variety of options for my clients, you know, but um, I would bag them up, sell them for a dollar for two for a pair. And it kind of just went along. Middle school, I was selling candy. Um, I used to actually go door to door knocking with my brother, my oldest brother, and I would sell candy that way. And I was like in sixth grade at that time. So I was like 11, 12. So um 11th grade fast forward until like i was 16 i went to an entrepreneurship program and then 18 years old i dropped out of college my first semester started my first automotive detailing business and then uh, kind of went from there had some lots of trials and tribulations lots and lots of trials and tribulations um started an online drop shipping store uh trials and tribulations with that as well um and, and kind of here now ended up landing me here into real estate and now i do real estate so that's pretty cool it's kind of a, a quick background story of who i am and you know how i'm here today that's dope I mean, I love that journey. Um, it sounds like you have a, a lot of experience in starting businesses and then also, you know, maybe uh, having some hiccups here and everything and this learning during that kept, process, kept right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, well, overall, and the thing that I always say is that like business is almost their exact reflection of personal life as well. And then what I've realized is that through lots of trials and tribulations, both in my personal life and business life, 
um, a lot of the lessons you learn is almost complementary to each. So when I do learn these certain things, I apply it to almost all aspects of my life and it's, it makes everything abundant. So that's why I appreciate entrepreneurship and business so much is because it teaches me lots, lots of life lessons and wisdoms that I can apply in personal relationships, personal business or whatever it may be. So, uh, yeah, business will, I mean, I think the failure rate for entrepreneurship is like 90%, but the reason yeah. why is because there's nothing guaranteed in entrepreneurship. There's nothing guaranteed in business. And this is why resilience and being strong and understanding how the mindset works to make you strong is so important because that's what, that's what will push you to the trenches. And especially coming from somebody who, anybody who's listening, who's starting from nothing, you're going to have to be resilient because mm -hmm. trials and tribulations are adamant to success in your entrepreneurship journey. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of that experience has helped me to where I'm at now. And I'm sure I'm still going to go through plenty of trials and tribulations. But, uh, yeah, man, absolutely. Uh, resiliency is, is definitely a huge thing. I love it. Yeah. That, I mean, that's a big thing. I mean, we even talked a couple of weeks ago, we had the mm -hmm. episode on like, uh, just like mental health, like you mentally have to just prepare yourself because you don't know what, what makes like you, this is kind of the business journey, right? Like entrepreneurship, like you're going to have your like yays and like wins <laughs> and then you have your lows and that's usually where people give up. Cause it's, it gets hard. It's, it's not, I think people get all flashy on Instagram and like social media, mm -hmm. like, Oh, look at me. I'm a millionaire in my twenties. And uh, yeah, just, just do this uh, right. two right. months and you'll be a millionaire. So I think it's, it's cool to like, keep it real. Uh, sure. Because it's not it's not going to be like that. But uh, it sounds like you did try the college route. Like what made mm -hmm. you want to do that? Was it just like, well, I want to just say that I tried college. Um, it was almost like I, I still remember in high school, 12th grade. Um, I was always like, man, F college. I don't need college. <laughs> and I, I remember, too, uh, a lot of people. I remember I was like getting a little upset because it was I almost felt like left out. And uh, the reason why I say that is because I felt like people when I was in 12th grade, they're getting to accept into all these colleges. And to me, college wasn't a big deal. So I didn't really apply to too many colleges. Yeah. And what ended up happening was a lot of people started getting their applications back and, oh, I got into SDSU or I got into this, I got into that. And I kind of felt left out. I still remember that feeling, but I always knew within me that college wasn't going to be something necessary. And the reason why I actually started going to college was for business management. Now, mm -hmm. this the quick story behind this as well is that actually the interesting part is that I had a, like a, uh, I don't have a full, it was like a half scholarship, um, but I had, I wasn't going to go to the University of Arizona for business. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was I had like $150,000 covered, but I needed to, to cover the rest, which was another 100K. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was I actually, I went out to U of A with my parents. I was looking at the dorms and it came down to it. One day I was thinking to myself, am I really about to get myself into $100,000 of debt that I can never take away from myself mm -hmm. for business you know and the thing is that i was asking myself is this the best option for me is this going to really excel me and push me towards the things i want to do and what ended up happening was that good thankfully enough my financial aid fell through last second like within the last mm. week for u of a so i was like all right well i have no choice i'm gonna have to go to a community college which was called southwestern college in san diego and um, started going to southwestern college and i had four history classes so one was music history ancient music history too i was learning oh, about like interesting. 1400s the first wow. created yeah and uh, art history and also two american history classes which actually i enjoyed the american history however we can see that these classes have no correlation with business so right. what was what was happening is that like i was going to these classes and i was like i was really not liking it and i was like telling myself why am i forcing myself to go to to, to these classes to get a grade 
when none of these have any accumulation to me being successful in business. Now, let me ask myself this question. What if I were to utilize this time that I'm coming here and all this effort I'm putting into writing two-page essays every single day, when I, if I can create that effort into learning business and how to run an operated business? Okay, let me ask myself. And it came to a point where um, I remember one night, <laughs> this is hilarious, one night I actually had a, a, a final that was due for my history class. It was History 101. And uh, I, I was like procrastinating on it. I was like, man, I don't want to do this. I was typing out all night. I stayed up until like three o'clock in the morning. And uh, the next morning I turn it in. And a week later I get my paper back. And this final was like worth 50, 60% of a grade. And the guy was like, the professor was like, hey, Austin. He was like, um, here's, your, here's your paper back. He was like, I'm going to give you a whole grade less than what it is because you didn't put your mm -hmm. name on it. And I was like, I was like, what? What? I was like, it's that, a wrap. I'm out. That's Literally, crazy. that day was a day that was a straight turning point. And I remember I, I got with a buddy and I was like, hey, I've been thinking about this idea business for a detailing business because I've always been really into cars. And um, I was like, let's start up a detailing business. And we, we ended up starting a detailing business. And that's kind of the story on how I really started my genuine like first business and entrepreneurship journey. That was that was a major turning point. But I really realized at that moment that college isn't meant for everybody. And you have to ask yourself, is college going to push me forward toward the things I want or is it going to hold me back? Now, college is good for some people. Like if you want to be right. a doctor or a lawyer, that's adamant. Right. However, it's not mandatory for everything to be successful. You know, mm -hmm. no, that's great. I, I love that um, story because I, mean, I went to college, um, but uh, what I realized when I was there, they didn't teach you how to be an entrepreneur. They taught you how right. to work for other people or right. work in your profession, right? And so uh, when we did have a project, like um, we were trying to raise money for the football team to go to Europe, right? And so what we did was we um, had, had a celebrity golf tournament because we knew some athletes and all that. So um, the school turned us down because uh, it was in line with their alumni golf tournament, right? Mm -hmm. And it was going to take away from that money, mm -hmm. right? So that so our, what I realized was there was a lot of politics there as well too. In college. Uh, politics, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And just like you said too, that and this is what I realized about the school system overall is that. It doesn't create it doesn't create independent people it creates workers and right. that's one thing yeah. that i realized really really quick and i was like if i continue to push myself through college i'm just gonna if we want to call it this indoctrinate myself to that mentality which is the exact opposite of what i want to be a successful entrepreneur so i seen that and i had to make a decision right there all right i'd rather learn rather than reading through books i'd rather learn through watching videos and seeing other people do it and actually experiencing mm -hmm. it myself and what i can say now being on the other side of of the river is that that's absolutely the best way to learn anything about business is just getting your feet wet and actually doing it. Absolutely. I mean, uh, for me, it sounds like you, you knew from the get, you had wisdom way mm. beyond your years. Cause mm -hmm. you know, 18 year olds who's telling themselves yes. this? like, is, I was just is college that. like a good investment? Like everyone's <laughs> like, Hey, I'm ready to party. Like, let's, let's go. Like, you don't, you know, you don't have that mindset. So Definitely props to you for, for having that. Um, I mean, even for me, like college, I knew I, college wasn't for me. I'm a different learner. Like I'm, I'm mm -hmm. kind of what you said. Like, I have to be out on the, on the streets, just like doing things. Um, like, you know, I'm, you know, everyone just kind of is a different type of learner, but um, I dropped out probably two years in um, because I was like, this is way too much money. Um, I'd rather be working in that case and like just picking up life skills as I go. So I was just like, F it. 
like let me just drop out so uh, props to you for figuring out much earlier um i always look back like oh gosh in my 20s but you know i, I don't try to be that kind of person that salty <laughs> person and you know later like oh man i should have i should have done this and that because everything happens for a reason but um i love like kind of your, your mentality that that goes around it um so kind of going going off of like okay you, you try all these business ventures mm -hmm. you mm -hmm. failed some uh, i'm assuming maybe you were profitable I, I don't know what was it that um because it was quite recent that you got into real estate mm -hmm. what, like a year ago what kind of propelled you to to get into real estate it's like a really good question so um you know, I actually I remember being really young, like in like in, in elementary school and middle school and thinking that like having like this intuitive feeling about real estate. And I even remember back in middle school when I was like selling candy, just something about real estate always really stuck out to me. Mm -hmm. And what ended up happening was that so I ended up having my first business, Color Subtle Details, and I actually ended up losing that, that company, that business overnight because I uh, had somebody stole my, steal my van and I lost mm -hmm. that company overnight. I went, wow. That's a crazy that's an that's extremely a crazy, crazy story, story too. Yeah. After that too, I lost that business. I became homeless. It's it's an insane story. But uh, you know, after that, what ended up happening was I I went through more trials and tribulations. I ended up starting a. I actually was trying to flip a car. I found a 350Z that needed work. We like like had no engine in it. We had to put a new engine in it. We ended up trying to do that. That ended up failing. Um, and then uh, I had a Apex Supplies. That was the the automotive accessory store that I started for drop shipping. Study the Instagram algorithm for viral marketing. Funnel then organic traffic to that. And then uh, that ended up not working out because the partnership or however that ended up going. And then I ended up having to get two jobs. I was working two full two full time jobs. And at that point too, I remember I was feeling like, man, this is this is this is tough. This is really, mm -hmm. really tough. Um, I ended up saying I don't like the the actual the nine to five stuff. I ended up starting flipping cars. And while I was flipping cars, I started making a lot of money at once. So a, a quick example is that I think every two weeks I was getting paid like $800, $900 for a full-time job. And I was getting paid like higher than minimum wage in California at the time. Right. And then when I flipped a car, I made $1,000 in like five days. And I was like, bruh, I was like, I can put all my time <laughs> in eight hours a day for, you know, five days for every two weeks and get paid 800 bucks. Or I can do this part-time and make 1000 you know, in five days. I end up uh, flipping a. I end up flipping a uh, a police interceptor, and then I end up flipping a. Uh, I had a 300 300ZX. End up flipping that. Anyways, long story short, what ended up happening was I had a mentor called his name is Brian Casella, and a long time ago I remember I was watching one of his YouTube videos, and he had a mentor in the real estate investing space named Mike Wolf, and then at that time Mike Wolf, when I was flipping cars, ended up opening up a program for the first time, and he was like charging fifteen thousand, and I was making a lot of money. And Mike Wolf had payment plans for his actual program. And I was like, I was like, it's time to take the risk. So I started flipping a bunch of more cars, increased my volume, and started funneling a lot of my money into, into that. Now, there's a lot more trials and tribulations after that. Like I joined another program for $10,000 in San Diego, got completely screwed over. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, so uh, that's kind of there's like a the lot of those behind. stories that yeah, I know for of. Sure. Like, yeah, 10 to 30,000. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. And the thing too is that like the hilarious part about that was that Mike Wolf was a really good program, but this was another program I joined in person in San Diego. And uh, what ended up happening was that that was a super long story. But to the quick summary of it is that a lot of the stuff that was promised ended up being the complete opposite. Mm. I was comping off of Redfin and I was also using Google Sheets as my CRM. Keep in oh, mind, I paid wow. $10,000, $10, you know? Wow. So, uh, and what ended up happening with that was that uh, I was actually, this is the weird part about it, is that 
I was taught through that program to actually get properties off the MLS. And what I was doing is that I was hustling hard. I was like, because of my skill set from buying and selling cars, I already knew yeah. how to find deals. So I just, I just transferred that over into real estate on the MLS. And I was like scrolling all the time, always looking, always refreshing, refreshing, seeing what came up new. And as soon as something came up new, I would hit them up right away. Hey, can I go look at the property? What ended up happening was like after calling a bunch of agents and going through a bunch of properties, I finally got one under contract. And uh, I was going to sell it to this investor that I went underneath this program for, I was going to make a 50K profit. That investor ended up backing out um, last day of contingency. Mm -hmm. And then uh, on top of that, somebody, uh, somebody else ended up buying the property for the exact amount that I was going to send it out to him for. So, oh, wow. yeah, I mean, it's, it's just a pretty, a pretty crazy story. And, uh, you know, just like you said, the important part about this is that to understand, once again, going back to the original conversation is that trials and tribulations are going to be a part of it. So you just have to understand that and know that when certain things happen, the front, the mind frame that you have to have is that this is what I've always noticed. And this is the truth is that I've noticed that when bad stuff begins to happen and it's like you have, you've heard the saying when it rains, it pours mm -hmm. right on the other side, you're going to get the exact opposite where it's mm -hmm. going to get a breakthrough. And I've always noticed when a bunch of says start, when a bunch of stuff starts to happen to me, I'm like, okay, I'm ready for the next breakthrough. And almost every right. single time that's always happened. And that's what ended up happening with real estate. I ended up going virtual in the first 30 days. I got six properties under contract, made like 60 to a hundred thousand. I actually would have made a hundred thousand if I sold this house I live in now, but I closed on it made 60k in my first 30 days so nice. like nice i mean that just goes to show about the trials and tribulations of what you go through ends up leading to success yeah no i was gonna ask because you you kind of touched on it um it, when you were describing um the mental aspect of it and i was just gonna ask how your how you framed your mental uh, thoughts after going through that program and you're thinking like you know is this for real or you know <laughs> can i really do this and how did you frame your mind i know that you you came from um you know flipping cars and you knew you had confidence in doing it but mm -hmm. you know real estate was a different game so how did you prepare your mental state on that so it's a really good question and a lot of it too so it, it, and you've heard this before too the saying of like know what your purpose is and i think mm -hmm. There's a couple of things I can say about that is that one thing that really pushed me through all this trials and tribulation is always wanting to get back to my family. And like mm -hmm. the, the backstory behind myself and my parents is that we come from like a struggling, struggling background. My parents were like, compared to their parents before, they're living like a life in, in lavishness. But with us and my family, we're like struggling all the time, struggling to pay bills. And I remember when like we I'm a, I'm a huge dog lover and uh, we would have yeah, we dogs. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely love. How can you not love dogs? I know. Right? I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're, just a little saying. Sus, you're a little just sus saying. if you don't, man. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, we would have, I love my dogs. And the thing is that this is like one key thing for me is that certain things would happen where like uh, the dog, one of my dogs would have like some kind of thing that would come up that would like, it would be life or death, death for them. But we would have mm -hmm. no money to pay to take them to the vet. And I remember the sorrow that my family felt just for that example. And that's just one tiny minute example of things I've experienced in my life with my family. And it, I always remember saying when I was little and young is that when I grow up, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make my family rich and get my family the life they deserve. So when I go through these trials and tribulations of going through all this BS, I think about that. I'm like, man, I've gone through so much in my life. My parents sacrificed so much to get in the position I'm in now. For me to give up would be doing my family and myself a disservice because I know I can push through this and get my family the life they deserve. So that's kind of the mentality that I have behind it. And that's kind of what pushes me and always pulls me out of the gutters is that mentality is that like, hey, I got to do this for myself and my family. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and 
there's a lot of times too where I've had my back against the wall, but I mean, at the end of the day, once again, it blows back down to trials and tribulations are going to be a part of it. And you have to understand how the mind works because once you see the functions of it, you can begin to pr uh, pluck out things about the mind that are incongruent within yourself to make your brain think more efficiently, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think yeah. I think the other uh, when we did a goals episode, I was talking mm -hmm. about how like the brain works and like how fear, the fear of like um, or anything that we're scared of doing, like our brain reacts to that. Like um, it, it's almost like telling it like if we step out of our comfort zone, our brain doesn't like that. It's not trained to do that. So you literally have to train your brain to be like, no, it's good. Like I got this. Um, so it's like like human humans like and like kind of have that already um and so that's why it's so tough when we say step outside your comfort zone right or like once you see like start changing your mindset people's be like oh like you're you're different it's like yes my brain is like evolving mm -hmm. right uh, and you know we don't think of it that way we think you know at, at in our 20s our brains stop like growing or developing like no it's just the beginning yeah so it Absolutely. really that's where it's like your mindset it really starts there um, other, if you, you know, if you, if you're not mentally prepared for anything, you're more than likely, you know, anything that's, that's tough that comes up, it, it's, it's not going to be a good thing. You're, you're going to be part of the 90%, right. That, that fail. Right. And that's why too, what I can say about that real quick as well, is that like, just like you were saying about the discomfort thing, this is why it's important to understand the way the mind works. So you can see it in action when it's happening to you. So for example, mm -hmm. you begin to feel uncomfortable and you have to analyze yourself and ask yourself, what is it about the situation that makes me feel uncomfortable? Is it because I'm going into a new environment that I have no idea what's going to happen? Okay, mm -hmm. let's think about it. And the thing is this, is that we're engineered in our genetics to be comfortable, just like you're saying, it's almost old wiring that hasn't caught up to today's right. world. Mm -hmm. So now understanding that when certain emotions come up within us, we have to understand that and we have to push through it. So now this, and that's the thing too, is that I feel like a lot of the mindset stuff is very, very service level. It comes down to, it boils down to actually understanding the functions behind the mind so we can see it in action and know how to proceed forward with it. And a quick example is that I think a lot of people get confused, especially when they listen to me speak or whatever it may be. And they think that I like, I, I have like no emotions, like whatever, <laughs> like I still get nervous when like doing cold calls, I get nervous going live. But mm -hmm. the thing is that once again, it's, it's pushing myself through that, 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 that wanting to be in the comfort zone. Cause I know in my mind, it just wants to keep me in the comfort zone. Right. And knowing that I just, I just like embrace it and I push myself through it. And every single time, every single time I push through it, it always is beneficial for myself mm -hmm. every single time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that. It's it's also the um, your your it, the little thoughts in your head. That's also your your brain being right. like no, like telling yourself no, you're not good enough or you're not this. Like you have to literally power through. Like even doing the live with you, I was like hella nervous, but I uh, <laughs> like to to do it. Uh, but thinking about, it, I was like, F it, like let me just go in there, and it, you know, it turned out fine. Like I didn't get as many uh pickups, but like you know. The, the fact is like we talk ourselves out of so many mm -hmm. things right um what yeah. i what i can say about that really quick as well is that there's this book called that i read called you're a badass and mm -hmm. here's the thing about mm -hmm. understanding the functions of the mind as well is that there's a yeah. conscious mind and there's a subconscious mind right yep. so what happens is that there's a certain way that you're wired in your neurology just from past experiences and the way that you're raised for you to think in a particular way now what happens is that 
these thoughts start to come up. And the reason being is because of these old wiring from before. Mm -hmm. And that's mm -hmm. coming from the subconscious mind. And what's mm -hmm. important to understand is that, hey, look, I know exactly where I'm headed and I'm creating this new version of myself. And I know that these thoughts are deriving from past experiences that have no relevancy to what I'm doing right now. And what's even deeper about it to really get over this is that these thoughts are coming or created from an initial experience that you have. So mm -hmm. what I do and what's always helped me out is that anytime I get continuous thoughts like that, I sit down with myself and I ask myself, why is it that I think this way? What is it about me? What is it about me saying that I, I'm not important enough to do something? Why is it that I feel that way? Well, it's because I remember back in this situation, this happened and then I analyzed that situation in my mind. What about that situation made me feel that way? And I add, a new perspective to it and bring understanding to it. Now, once you bring understanding to these past situations, you you pull out that that thought from the root rather than trying to bandage over it over just the top mm. layer. And this right. is what I mean about it, why it's adamant and important to understand the functions of the mind because this is what it's going to take to actually create yourself into a new person because what happens, and I can say this really quick, is that a lot of us are grown and raised into a, a world that we had really no choice about. So an example is that if you have parents who have the nine to five, you know, mentality and don't know how to, you know, mm -hmm. don't know how to work with money, whatever it may be, those exact patterns get instilled into us. Now right. to proceed forward, we have to rip those out from the roots and implant yeah. new, new versions of ourselves. And it, to mm -hmm. get somewhere new, there's a saying that says, um, in order to get something we've never done, in order to get something we've never had, we have to do things we've never done. Mm -hmm. So once again, this ties back into the idea of why it's important to understand the way the mind functions so we can utilize it to our advantage fully. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 And I think that uh, that's a total gem right there because I mm -hmm. think uh, people don't ask themselves questions on mm -hmm. on that the exact example that you gave right why am i thinking this way and um when you get down to the root of it you can actually solve a lot of issues that you know with your with, within your personal life and your business life right you know absolutely so your journey absolutely. so i think that's i think that's really important um that uh, big gem there guys big absolutely gem. Um, i'll say this i'll say this really really quick yeah, as well, since, we're, since we're on this topic as well um, is that the way, and just like you were talking about, it's really important to ask yourself questions. And the reason why is because the way that the mind functions, the way that it actually thinks and creates answers within the mind, the conscious mind, is by is through questions. So mm -hmm. rather than like like thinking one particular thing and being like, you know, trying to figure something out, you have to ask yourself, what is it about this particular thing that makes me think this way? Mm -hmm. And when you mm -hmm. ask yourself that question, your sub your subcon your conscious mind is going to grab into the subconscious mind and bring the answer out. If that makes mm -hmm. sense. Yeah, so this it's, is why it's digging deep. Yeah, that's yeah, deep. super deep, super I super love deep. It. Yeah, mind mind the way the, the function of mind works is one of my top top uh, passions, and and it just makes me very very it's so intriguing. And the yeah. thing too is that what I can say about this as well, real quick, is that when you understand the functions of the mind at a high level. First, the, the best thing at first, you first get the first breakthrough is you begin to, to create these breakthroughs within your own life and spot things within yourself and others. And on top of that, what happens is that you begin to have a better communication ability and know how to communicate properly right. to create a, a desired result. So when you go into the business world, whether it's developing relationships or getting a sale, you have a higher understanding and you can kind of see what people's limiting beliefs and you can break through it by asking them questions as well. Mm -hmm. So a lot of this too, some of it is like NLP. Um, a really good book to look into is called a, it's called Dianetics. That's also a really good book as well. That yeah. one's super like technical and stuff like that. But right. a bunch of different books you can read on that that correlate with this. 
Yeah, yeah, and I'll just touch with this before we can get on the the next uh, next question is um, I do retrospectives uh, in my nine to five with like projects or we call them postmortems where maybe an event happened um, and something it's like figuring out the root cause of it and we go through doing your five whys. You start with the first question where you usually think, well, okay, what caused this problem? Why, why did this happen? And usually like we don't we don't dig deep into the root cause. The surface level may be, well, it happened because of this. Well, why did it happen because of that? Well, it happened because reason two. All right, well, and like you're literally digging until you get to the fifth why, and that's where the root cause is. It was totally opposite of what you originally thought. So sometimes you do have to sit there and think like, why is this happening? Like you have to, the best way to get answers is to ask those, ask, ask those whys, ask, be, be a five-year-old and right. be like, why, why, exactly. right. why, you right. know? Yes. Um, so I, I think, I think it's probably cheaper than hiring a therapist maybe is like, you know, <laughs> just, just talk to yourself. Exactly. Uh, and, and uh, of course, you know, you want to have a good support system, but like it's, it's being vulnerable with, with yourself and which is something we don't do enough of. So right. um, yeah, I, yeah I, I love all this like mindset stuff. I, I, know. Think I know it's, it, you can clearly see where it's, it's, it's helped you in, in your success. Um, but kind of going going into your success in real estate. So you've been in real estate, what, like a year-ish? Yeah, just like literally, well, technically speaking, it's like been like a year and a few months. But when I went all on my own virtual, it's been about a year. I started I started first last February, and we're at the end of February 2022. Yeah, because I remember yeah. seeing yeah. your um, your videos of like you first hopping on the calls. Mm -hmm. I think, did you join um, Chris Chris's uh, Charged Up You around that time as well? Yeah. So right before that, um, I, you already know the story. I went through all those trials and tribulations. I had mm -hmm. paid 15,000 for Mike Wolf's thing and then got paid another 10,000 for another program. And then I ended up joining uh, Chris Jefferson's. I actually have a video on my phone. Maybe you guys already know this, but I have a video where I was outside the bank. I was like broke. Yeah. I had like 300 bucks or something, 250 bucks left. And I'm like, Hey, I'm going to try out this. Like, it's like, I was like my last shot. I was like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm going to try this out. I'm about to deposit this hundred, 200 bucks into my account and then we're going to get this and we're going to see where it takes us. I ended up joining Chris Jefferson's program. He actually taught, teaches all the nuts and bolts because yeah. what I found is that a lot of people te teach about theory. Like, oh, you just got to mm -hmm. go here. You just got to find somebody who's motivated. And you're like, okay, right. how, do, how do I do right. that? Like, exactly. Right. What's the, the exact, steps? like yeah. one, two, three. I want like an actual A through Z on how I do that. And the thing about Chris Jefferson was that it was the last thing I needed to, to make everything work was that the actual nuts and bolts. Hey, you're going to go and pull this list here. And once you pull this list, you're going to go here and skip trace it. Then you're going to import it into here, the styler. You're going to click this right. button. You're going to call people and use this script you know and then right. once you do that get this contract x y and z blah 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 blah. so yeah chris jefferson was uh was somebody that i joined i think that's how we end up meeting as well yep yeah, yeah exactly hey, shout out to yeah. the chris jefferson and the shout yeah, out to chris jefferson. chris, yeah. Man, he's a, yeah he's definitely the goat man he's definitely sure. put us on game and i would say yeah he for sure lays out the blueprint which not many uh gurus uh really do they just want to charge like you know five thousand ten thousand but you don't really get much in, you don't get that investment um in like the community and just like what the value that chris brings so um yeah that's really awesome to hear so like t tell us like okay uh you get started you said within a couple months you or you you're able to lock up like six contracts like tell us about your first year like yeah you know, summarize yeah. it yeah that's a that's a good question so um first year so like first month, first 30 days, I was on a dialer almost all day. So I had a, I had call tools um, and I was calling like a list from, I think it was GeoPoint data I got it from. It was like a tired landlord list. 
And uh, I think I pulled a list of about a thousand to fit that's fifteen hundred people. And uh, no, I think it was a thousand people. Anyways, I was uh, cold calling all those people. I ended up finding oh, I was cold calling them, and I was text blasting. So my first two day, my first portfolio deal in the house I live in now actually came from an SMS campaign. Um, and then I think the other two deals or other three deals came from cold calling. I got all those deals, and right away, what I started doing was I started trying to expand. Uh, I started trying to expand my team. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna hire people. Uh, and I found two American people to to work with me, and uh, I tried to train them up. And like, it took me like two months to really try to get that going, and that ended up not working out. Um, and then I ended up moving out here to Tennessee, and uh, a lot of my funds ended up drying out. So I was like trying to figure out what I wanted to do, and then I ended up just starting to get on the dialer again. It took me like a few months after that. Um, it took me like there was like a dry season for myself for like yeah. maybe four or five months or something like that, mm. where I was getting absolutely no deals because. Um, I was trying to, I was trying to expand too quick. I was trying to yeah. scale too quick when I didn't know yeah. what I was doing. Cause I didn't even like, I didn't really fully understand at that time. I didn't really fully understand the acquisition and disposition business to the full extent. And I was kind of like, well, I'm just going to get callers underneath me. And I don't know about SOPs. I don't know about training. I don't know mm -hmm. about any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I ended up failing with that. And I think when I failed with that too, it, it kind of like was like, it, I felt like I was like, when I was doing it, I felt great. But then when it didn't, when it failed, I kind of felt like, man, like, oh, like, man, this is yeah, that's a punch in the gut, a little bit. Yeah, yeah. punch <laughs> in the gut, man. It's a punch yeah. in the gut. And uh, you know, I kind of just got back on my feet, started marketing again, and then uh, a lot of deals too came from JVing and stuff like that. I think right now I've done like twelve deals or something around that. Um, but right now I'm I'm really really honing in now and really starting to scale my team. I bought a, brought a VA on for the first time a month ago, and uh, I'm really starting to scale now. So on, on a genuine standpoint, I have way more information now. I know exactly how to run the acquisition and disposition business now. So I'm really excited for this for this year because this year I know exactly where I want things to put in place. Now it's just a matter of finding people to fill those positions. And uh, yeah, man, this this next year is going to be something to look really I really really look forward to this year upcoming. Yeah, congrats on that, man. That's, yeah, that's it, amazing. Man. And um, what actually made you move to Tennessee from California? Yeah, so uh, so Cali and San Diego, a couple of things. Number one is that like I, I've never really liked California as in regards to like politics. Now, I don't want to mm -hmm. get into politics or anything like that, but I've always been a person of freedom. I'm, I'm a huge patriot. So um, like, for example, I mean, the Second Amendment stuff over there, I just don't really align with. So I always wanted to move out. Texas was actually going to be the one that I was planning to go to. However... Um, what ended up happening was I, I didn't like, I didn't really even know about Tennessee before. I'd never gone to Tennessee. I actually found Tennessee, Knoxville in particular through setting migration patterns, started marketing here, got properties under contract. And like, mm -hmm. I was like, yo, I was like, I, nice. can, I can close, I can, cl I'm going to get money from these deals and I can close on this house that I have under contract. Cause this one was like in the best condition. And I was like, I can use that money that I'm making and I can close on this house and I can move out. And uh, to kind of tie this with a bow from previously, this like when I first lost my first business, I was actually when I was had my color sort of details business, I was actually working with my older brother. I was paying him 15 an hour and I was sleeping on his couch and I was doing that business every single day. And uh, I never really had my own personal space since I was like 16. I was always like sleeping with somebody like I never had my own room, stuff like that. And uh, right. what ended up happening was fast forwarding is that I ended up being homeless. I ended up living with my friend. Ended up moving into my dad's house, lived with him in his room, his master bedroom. So we shared a bed and then uh, ended up moving into my mom's house. Then I finally had a room and then I've always wanted to own my own house. So I was like, man, this is the opportunities here. I was like, it's, it's about Love to be it. a wrap. It's about to be a wrap. Yeah. And the thing too is this, is that the last thing I'll add to that is that I was like, you know what? 
if I go out and I move across the country, number one, that's super dope. Like who, mm. who like, <laughs> like who does that? Right. Like, who does mm-hmm. packs the stuff and leaves? And I was like, it was just so like uh, adventurous to me. And I was like, I just seemed like, Hey, I just want to, I want to disassociate myself with a lot of these people here in San Diego, my old friends and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I really just want to create a new chapter in my life. And that's essentially what it was all about. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know anybody in Tennessee. I don't know about anybody in Knoxville, but you know yeah. what's going to be, it's going to be a great growing opportunity for me. And it's going to be something I look back on and tell my grandkids about. So that's kind of the mentality behind it when I decided to move out to Tennessee. Yeah. I love that. Cause um, I think, especially when you move to a city that you don't know anybody at and then you actually make it in that city it's it yeah you've, you've done that a few times huh too? yeah 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 i did it in colorado yeah, and then here in los angeles so, heck yeah man yeah, yeah it's it's a it's a cool feeling when you do i mean the trials and tri- tribulations like you described are real those sure. are real you know especially sure. when you move into a new new city and you don't know anybody you don't yeah, have connections man. and you're trying to start a business too <laughs> right. you're, you're going through all of it and that's one thing too like that i've experienced and i'm sure you can agree with as well it's almost like we can call it culture shock or whatever it may be yeah. and yeah. like like out here i'm probably like one of the, the darkest people out here i feel like you know so it's like <laughs> and the thing is too i don't have family out here so i feel like right. when i was going through like before when i would go through trials and tribulations i'd be able to like vent to my brother or vent to my mom mm-hmm. but like here i don't really have anybody so like mm-hmm. a lot of it came down to like once again back to the mindset thing of like hey what can i do to to really build myself as much as possible and i know that when i'm going through difficulties i know that it's going to be something that's foundational for my future so in the time of like because there's been times where i've been here too where like and i'm just just me being completely transparent so people know that this is just part of it or that it may happen to you as well and it's okay but there's times where i was like there was a week or two weeks where i didn't work and i was like i don't want to work like i just like i don't feel like doing this like man I yeah. feel like I don't have it within me, all this kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. you kind of have to like, once again, go back to that core understanding of how the mind works and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, it's just part of it. And I know that a lot of this stuff is just going to help me grow. And five years, 10 years down the road, it's just going to build me into the, the best version of myself. Yeah, that's cool. Um, speaking of okay. like 10 years, like what do you have, like a goal for the next 10 years or what's your five year plan? you know, with your business and, you know, even personally, I mean, you know, what do you want to achieve personally? Yeah, that's a good question, dude. So, um, all right. So I'll I'll tell you real quick about the actual like business side of it. So really what I plan on doing is that as you guys already know, I'm sure like hedge funds, hedge funds are going to be a a huge thing over these next couple of years, because what's happening is that uh, we have mass inflation and these Mm -hmm. hedge funds are bringing billions of dollars into the real estate industry. They're, they're, they're selling a lot of their stocks in the real estate or in the uh, stock market. They're bringing that and funneling all that money into, into real estate, but that's not going to last a long time. So what I'm doing right now is I'm actually starting to build a team out so I can reach out further, figure out where a lot of these hedge funds are buying, start working with hedge fund buyers and funneling money from these virtual markets. Almost they're pretty much buying at ARV and then having my own personal marketing here in Knoxville, Tennessee, and funneling that money I make through these virtual markets back into Tennessee and buying actual assets and burning out of those. So that's kind of like my, my next four, five, six-year plan. Also, another part of it, byproduct as well, is uh, starting to buy businesses here because mm-hmm. this is a quick gem for anybody who's listening, is that um, Knoxville, Tennessee, and you can kind of just study migration patterns in general, so it's not just Knoxville, but a lot of this area of like this side of the country is starting to really grow. And the thing is that it, the people, the best way to make money is by spotting trends and getting in front of the trend, right? So you can ride that wave. Yep. And right. now what I see is that both the trend in real estate here 
and also a trend in, uh, in business growth. So what I plan on doing as well is I start to do business acquisitions. Once I really dial in a lot of my real estate stuff, is we're going to do business acquisitions and go down that path. But uh, And this is all just real estate stuff. I mean, I have lots of passions outside of real estate, like cars. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love cars. That's a huge <laughs> thing for me. Um, and also a big thing, too, that is going to be happening over the next five, one, even one year, is that I'm really starting to focus on growing my, my brand, YouTube, Instagram, mm-hmm. and all that stuff. Love so um, that's kind of like the next five five to ten year-ish plan. I, ha- I really have a plan for the next five years. Um, a really good thing for me to do would be to sit down with myself and kind of see what that five to 10 years is what I would really want once I'm yeah, that long-term vision. Yeah. There 33 you around that, you know? Yeah. yeah. That's, That's awesome. Cool. I mean, I mean, I, I can already see, I, I know you've started like a podcast, uh, right. That you, you're still, um, running. So, I mean, I see your real game as well. <laughs> so, I mean, you're, you're, you're doing it already. Um, these are kind of things that, you know, people are sometimes, scared to step out too. They're like, well, what will people think of me? And, and it all goes down to mentality um, after, after it all. But like, you're, you're kind of setting the tone for, for what that looks like, for what your life looks like. Um, what's kind of your, I should say, like, what, what, what do you want to leave? Um, like, when you think about like your age, because you're only like 20, 23, 24. Yeah, 23, turning 24 this year. Young buck, young yeah, buck. young, killing young it, killing the game. <laughs> I, I, I yeah. know people younger than me were doing this too, so I can't. I know, be, I know, youngest. I know. I, I, I see like seventeen-year-olds and everything. Like, yeah, man. What uh, is kind of your plan? Is this just your your current business right now, or are like do you still have like other businesses kind of running on the side? It's a good question. So primarily, this is my main focus now. However, with real estate in general, so. I am passionate about real estate, but only to like really a certain extent. What I'm really right. passionate about is like developing a, a successful business that brings wealth to myself. Now, yeah. what the real plan is, is that utilizing, and this is a, the vision I had from the very jump, is that using real estate as a vehicle to build wealth that I can in turn use that wealth to create things that I want, right? Yeah. So like, for example, exactly. a really big long-term uh, plan of mine is a, to, to develop like a school system where we can teach people uh, the proper curriculum from a very young, young age. And that way... That way, with myself, not, not only does it leave my legacy to one generation, but it's going to have an impact on generations and generations because who knows what kind of person will be cultivated from a proper education system, what kind of effect they can have in the world. So that's kind of like the my mentality behind that. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's cool that you say that because uh, the education system is changing, of course, right? Especially with technology and um, and the way people learn, right? It's different right. than how we learned when we were in school, you know? Um, kids are more on, you know, either a device or um, something that they can actually touch with, you know, with their screen. Us was, was paper, right? <laughs> so, so uh, it was floppy a, disks. Exactly, <laughs> floppy disks. Typewriters of Don't put me in that category. I'm, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. But uh, no, I'm just saying is that I, I love that vision because um you 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 have the foresight to see what you know how you can impact kids or uh educate kids on even just entrepreneurship, right? Or, you know, not just a uh, regular school, right? So I'm sure that your your mindset is, is focused on on that and growing that um, industry. Absolutely, absolutely. And, uh, and I think too, you know what a lot of it boils back down to? I was even thinking about this today is that 
a lot of this, a lot of it is cultivated from coming from, from a lot of it is coming from the struggle. And I remember when I was struggling, struggling as a kid and still struggle now too, is mm-hmm. that I've always wanted somebody to, to, to be a person to be a, a helping hand for me. And I always remember being like, I, I'm so hungry for the information. I wish there was somebody who would be genuine enough to just to help me out and give me a hand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think a big proponent of it as well too, is that a mass majority of people who are coming from the struggle get stuck in that mentality and think that there's no life outside of that. And that's the, that's the biggest BS, the biggest lie that's ever been sold to them. And that's one thing about myself and my podcast is called Road to Millions is because I made that podcast last year when I made my first phone call, my cold call. So mm-hmm. the goal of it and the goal throughout myself is, is number one, be genuine. And number two is to show other people how I came from the gutters and how literally documenting my, my journey mm-hmm. from the very, very roots to where I'm going to be at five years down the road. That way right. they can see an, a legitimate example of what my background is where I come from and understand, oh man, this guy, he actually comes from either a worse or similar, or I'm, you know, whatever it may be position that I was in and look where he is at now. So it just goes to show that really, I do have it within me to be able to do that. And Mm -hmm. that's the one thing is that growing up all the time, all the time is that I've always been like, people said I have an older soul, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. but I was always like, very, very individual. A lot of people wanted to go party. A lot of people, I was always like 16, 15. I was just thinking about like, what can I do to be successful? Mm-hmm. And um, I always remember just being like, I wish there were more people like me to show me. And I kind of just had to figure out the, the path as I went along. And I think a big, uh, not I think a big goal and a big proponent of what I do is to show other people the actual journey of becoming successful, a millionaire, multi-millionaire to bring wealth to themselves. Because I remember what it's like feeling all the despair, feeling like the world is against me. So that's kind of like the, the chains it. the chains I will break, you know, in the future and as I document the series of what I go through. I love it. I mean, I, yeah. that's something I always talk about too is um, where, where we people are like, ah, I don't, I'm too scared to post like, because I'm, I'm, I'm a beginner or I'm failing. Mm-hmm. It's like this, that's the exact reason why you should like, exactly. show, like, cause with social media too, you have these influencers who like, pretend you know they put on the show like oh yeah right. i'm driving this benz mm-hmm. yeah and they're freaking broke or something or like <laughs> they can't even afford a dinner i know uh, they're like you know? out of my car yeah. you in my car <laughs> right so it's like you know i think social media also puts on this perception like um oh i have to be like this to be successful or or i have to be like this to share my journey it's like no like you're by documenting your process you can look back and like imagine 10 years from now you're a multimillionaire be like oh snap like i remember when i only had 300 bucks in my bank account then or you know it's like it, there's something special mm-hmm. about that and like the people you touch cuz you never know who who needs uh the the value that you bring and i'm a big uh, advocate of like the go giver and like mm-hmm. always giving first and like Absolutely. you know it always yeah. comes back to you and not even think considering like what's best for you um and and this is kind of the reason why we created the podcast too mm-hmm. is like you know we you have everybody all these established people in, in their businesses like doing podcasts but i'm like well what about us like people who are up and coming like you right. know to like share their story if we didn't have this maybe no, not as many people would have uh seen like you know your kind of story or like Mm -hmm. anybody else that we bring on uh especially like young people uh you know people of color women like they're just freaking killing it like you know i think i think it's important to to shed light on that and to not be scared uh to to share our vulnerabilities like who cares like somebody like you said somebody's gonna see that and be like and be inspired and be like oh because i saw austin's video when you know he first started like I know I'm not alone. 
Right, exactly. And the thing too is that it's it's about it's also about and it's a tie into that as well is that it it has to come from an abundant standpoint. And what happens mm-hmm. is that uh, what the thing is that the way that I think as well is that like if this person if the audience doesn't like what I have to give out, then they can go and find somebody else where they do like that information. Yeah. Because Absolutely. I'm coming from a standpoint of genuineness and I don't mm-hmm. care about just like you said and that's exactly how it was so it's so funny that you bring that up because I was literally just thinking about this an hour ago, 30 minutes ago was that there's so much disingenuous people in, mm-hmm. in a lot of niches, in the real estate niche and whatever niche it may be. And a lot of them are flexing like the watch, the, you know, the, the Bentley, the, and I think all that stuff is dope. I, I like the watches, I like the chains and I like the cars. However, it seems that a lot of the reasons why they're, they're showing that is for the admiration of others. And it's not really coming right. from something that from within because they genuinely like it. And the thing is that that also comes off in the vibe. It's almost like I'm better than you and this and that. Mm. And it, it is, it's almost like they need to do that to, to, they need to step on other people to make themselves feel good about themselves. Mm-hmm. And that's right. what upsets me. Cause what I, what I don't like is disingenuine people. And right. I think that's a big thing that pushes me is that I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to be as genuine as possible because I know what it's like to be on that side and see somebody like that. Who's like always flashing. And once again, I think that stuff is dope. I mean, I'll, I'll, there's probably gonna be a point where I'm showing my cars and stuff like that, but it's going to be coming <laughs> from a standpoint of, I like these cars, you know, it's not, right, I'm, right. I'm trying to say, you know, look, I'm better than you, you know, that's yeah. what it's about. Yeah. It's about showing you, Hey, look, look what I got. Look where I come from. You know, I have this now and you can do that too. So, right. and that's one big proponent of the reason why I put, do a lot of content is because I'm like, man, we need to get rid of these phony people. And I don't have, right. I don't have, I don't have any issue and that's the thing about myself is that I have zero issue calling people out. And like, if somebody's disingenuous, I have no issue going against that. And yeah, and what I can say really quick as well about that is that like, it even goes into tying with like people bullying other people. Like to me, yeah, I'm like that. always about defending people who are who are in who are vulnerable. And I'm like, you don't don't be messing with people like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Who are to me, people who try to step on other people really bothers me. And I always go out of my way to make sure that that person learns their lesson. And this is where mm-hmm. like communication comes into play and stuff like that right. and it's it's kind of funny i just posted on my story my instagram story yesterday that there's a lot of people who are teaching things they have no idea like what they're talking about but yet they're teaching mm-hmm. it to other people just to feel like an authoritative figure so mm-hmm. you know it's right. really important that you do your research behind somebody or make sure that you're following somebody and taking information and you know that their background is something that is successful and what you're looking to be also successful in right yeah no i love that because um you know in finding a mentor or finding someone of authority is kind of difficult, right? And, you know, especially if you're on YouTube University all the time and you're trying to find, you know, get into real estate, who do we, who do you find? And the reason why I, you know, with Chris is that I resonated with him because he started two businesses and failed at that and then came back from those businesses, right? right. And so um, it was similar to my <clears throat> background, so um, <clears throat> I think you're right. It's just, you know, resonating with someone that you you have a similar experience with, but also has the credibility to get you to where you want to go and not it, not trying to bully someone or not just flex, uh, you know. So that's 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 the biggest thing right there. Yeah. Yeah. And I see, too, like um, and, to, and to, to touch on that, to add to that as well, is that like. I have nothing good, but nothing good to say about Chris. And that's why I also liked his course and it ended up helping me out. And, uh, you know, also there's people in the, in the real estate space as well, who, who are doing things because they see people as a cash cow and not necessarily to help them out. Like they're just putting out information. They just put some BS together to get, to make you buy it, you know, to use their, their presence to, for you to buy it. But their goal isn't really for you to learn. Their goal is to, mm-hmm. to increase their bank make account. money. 
make yeah. money. And, and that's, that's fine and all because I know that we're all in this to make money. However, what I have found throughout my experience so far in business is that when you focus on the money is when you... Oh, oh I think we lost him. Yeah, He'll come back in. He, yeah. he, was, he was too hot, man. I know. He was too <laughs> hot. Oh, man. He was laying out the heat, man. Um, exactly. Yeah. Well, we'll get Austin back in. I know we're 10 minutes uh, you know, left in, in the episode, but feel free to ask your questions, guys. Um, yeah. Austin was just he was too uh, he hot. He was on a roll. I was like... <laughs> Streamyard was, was like, Streamyard was like, "Hey, you gotta get off, man! You, you spent too many gems." <laughs> that's funny. That's yeah, funny, but um, no, I mean, oh. like that's that's a real thing. So, oh, here we go. All right, here we go. Hold on, let's add him back. Yo, we hey, in this. Hey, I don't know. I was, I was just saying, yeah, you spit in the heat. Streamyard I was spitting that heat. Yo, they're watching us. They're watching yeah. us. They, they yeah, don't yeah, want yeah. them to know. <laughs> that's funny. But uh, but yeah, like like I was saying, uh, you know, people, a lot of these people are using it as a way to see other people as cash cows. And what I was saying is that what I've tend to find throughout my experience so far is that when I focus on money, I get I tend to get the mm. least amount of money. But when I put my focus on people and helping yeah. people out genuinely, that money will automatically come in at a higher rate. So yeah, and that's kind of like one thing that. I feel that personally in the real estate space, there's not a lot of people who are genuine and who are genuinely looking for the benefit of others, you know, and, and I, and that's where I see the, the missing link in, in the real estate space. And I plan on, and am in the position of building my brand to fill that, that type of role. Yeah. I, I can totally agree to that too. Cause I'm, I'm also in the same boat as well is, is there's not, you, you don't really see that genuineness. You see people yeah. flashing here and there. And there are those few that uh, are low key or maybe don't even have a social media presence, but are doing amazing things, you know, behind the scenes. But I was like, if I'm going to be on my phone, like, let me use it for good and, mm-hmm. um, you know, provide value. Like, that's one thing I was like, whether it's creating this podcast, whether it's the content I create, I hope people see like how genuine uh and like the value that i want to bring like i'm not i'm not worried about the money i know that's gonna come like mm-hmm. like it, it, so it's like it's it's again going back to the go-giver where it's like you're adding value to somebody you want to see you're more interested in like how other people can succeed and somehow some way it always comes back to you so uh i think i think it's that's what's powerful about today's age of like social media and what you put out we we have all the control at our fingertips we can just record whatever's happening and that's something that you know we just wasn't done really before before we had to think we had us have this whole big brand mm-hmm. uh, a bunch mm-hmm. of money and, and now yeah. it's like you know you have real influencers like let's let's bring out the real influence influencers who you know necessarily don't have the flashy cars yet uh or you know the the chain and the watches let's have people like you know, down doing the groundwork and, and, and building up their businesses. So I love yeah, that. Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. And, and as well too, is that like what you reap is what you sow. That's a law of the universe. So the energy you put out is the energy you're going to get back. Mm-hmm. So right. if you're depending on your intentions, if you're screwing people over, that's going to come back and it's going to bite you. But if you have the opposite on the other side of the coin, your, your intentions are genuine and good and you're providing value a lot. It might not come back in one, two, three, six months, but one year, two years, the compound effect starts to happen where, okay, that work I put in, you know, five years ago or three or one year ago, mm-hmm. that go-giver mentality is now really being abundant now and really giving, I'm reaping the fruits from that. And the and that's the, to me is that being, I'm always going to pick being genuine over disingenuous, never oh, disingenuous. Yeah. Reason why being genuine will help you out is because it's going to propel you forward to build a proper relationships, to push you and be successful long-term and longevity-wise in business. Mm-hmm. 
Man, that's that's amazing. I mean, like you have dropped so many gems on this uh, podcast. Streamyard had to kick you off. Yeah, I man. know we streamyard. <laughs> you know we had a brief exit, but you came back. I love it. Um, also, I just want you know we got like five or five or so minutes and stuff left. So I wanted to ask, like, what would you like to leave with uh, you know the viewers out there and listeners out there? Um, you know, uh, as in, as a last, last kind of minute, uh, thought for you. Yeah, absolutely, man. Um, <clears throat> I can say a couple of things. First thing is that really you can do anything. You hear this all the time. You can do anything you want. However, it's the truth. And the only limitations that are true is the limitations you create within your own self. You have to educate yourself, learn about the mind, learn how it works. There's a few books you can pick up. Um, one really good one is you are a badass. Think and grow rich is a really good one as well to begin to, uh, unwind these old habits of the mind. And another thing as well is to understand despite whatever age you are, it doesn't matter if you're 15, it doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 45, 50, age is just a number, yeah. right? And at the end of the day, it's about what you do and the actions you take that get the results that you want, not your age, right? And that's a big misinterpretation yeah. that people have is that yeah. whether they feel like they're too young or whether they're too old, that's all a bunch of BS and all that doesn't matter. Age mm -hmm. is just a number. It's about the knowledge, wisdom, and actual value you provide for other people that's going to get you the results you want and not your age. So, uh, yeah, I guess uh, I can I can tie it in with that. <laughs> we quoting Aaliyah now. Age ain't nothing but a number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. I love no, it. I think that's big because, you know, people didn't realize, like, even Gary Vee, like, I mean, he's, like, in his late 40s or whatever, and it took him years just to get to where he was at, right? right. So, and people think he was an overnight success, which right. is not, and that's I crazy. think a lot of people um, have that, want that instant gratification, right? Absolutely. And, um, and the reason why is because of the social media aspect is like they see people successful they think they can be successful like that right so um i think that's that's a great point of you know age isn't you know just a number really um and um man that's 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 dope i love it I yeah love man it. absolutely and as the saying goes uh, stay in your lane man and and focus on don't check if the grasses don't check if somebody else's grass is greener yeah. focus on your own grass and if you are paying attention to other people and seeing what other people are doing and being envious, it only takes away energy from yourself and what you can be building for your own self. And the thing is that it doesn't matter what age you are, it is what it is. And if you're 45, 35, whatever it is, it is what it is. And you just have to proceed forward with what you have. And that's what's, that's that mentality is what will get you the actual results you want rather than being envious and wishing you had what other people had, have. Right. I, I talk about that all the time too. Is mm -hmm. I think there's a saying, I can't think of it, where... Um, comparisons is a thief of joy where that's a good one we, we compare yeah. we compare especially like you know um people have different journeys and maybe there's some that are similar to to ours and we see them taken off and it's so hard i mean mentally that's where like mentally you have to prepare where it's like well what, how come i'm not taking off well mm -hmm. there could be that's where you have to dig deeper right well why am i not doing this oh well i haven't been consistent and i think you know just calling two times a mm -hmm. week is enough um so you know you really have <laughs> to it's it all starts with you focus on your lane you don't see sprinters like sprinting and like looking at their comp competition unless it's the same bowl or something but like um you know they're staying in their lane focusing on the finish line but that's that's all that's the simplest way i can like share of like don't 
don't look at other, what other people are doing. Like, of course, you want to stop and, and share their success or, you know, uh, congratulate their success. But mm -hmm. um, focus on what you have and you'll you'll start seeing huge results uh, because of it. So absolutely. Nice. Love nice. Absolutely. Love, love I it. Think we have a couple well, questions, right? Uh, on let's the, see. Book, the mentality book, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What was that mentality book you were talking about? Yeah. The technical book. Oh, are you talking about Dianetics? That one? Dianetics. Yeah, Dianetics. yeah so Dianetics is like, a, I can kind of preface this real quick as well. There's like some kind of backstory with the author and stuff like that. You just have that actual focus on the, the real information it gives you. It's a hard, it's a difficult read. Uh, I would say just get a dictionary, have that dictionary ready and, and read <laughs> that book because it teaches you the actual genuine, legitimate, like, like graph, if we can call it, of how the mind works. So that's really good. That one's more advanced, so I would kind of like work my way into it. Some really good ones to start to reading is, like I said, Think and Grow Rich, You Are a Badass. There's another one called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F by Mark Manson. That's also a really good book. I like book. that one. Yeah. And uh, there's another one as well um, called the, the Four Essential Agreements or something like that. Do you know what I'm talking about? I've, yeah, the I've four, heard of it. I've the Four Agreements, I think, is what it's called. Those are all really good books to kind of get you in that mentality. Dope. Love it. Well, uh, Austin, how can people reach you? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. The best way, so I have a podcast called Road to Millions. You can learn a little bit more about me there and more about mindset if you guys like that. Also, a really good way to reach me would be my Instagram, which is at Austin Lupercio, as you see here on the screen. Um, and that's the best way to really get a hold of me. Nice, nice. Well, um, thank you so much, Austin. Yeah, appreciate it. It's been a real, real conversation. I really yeah. appreciate you hopping on. Uh, wish you the best of luck. I'm sure we'll be tapping in with each other throughout uh, this journey. Big um, but yeah, but you guys, thank you guys so much for hop tuning in. Don't forget to hit that like, subscribe, reminders. Yep. Uh, you know, we tap, we come in every Wednesday, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. If you like what you're seeing, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe. Next week it'll be a little. Next week's it'll be different. I'm flying down to LA. Yep. We're doing a live show. Uh, we won't be doing it on Wednesday. We'll be doing it on Friday. We'll we'll mm -hmm. let you know on the times, but it'll be really exciting. We got a really special guest talking about NFTs, crypto. Ooh, that, that sounds stuff. good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Make sure to it's tune in on that. One. I'll tune in on uh, that. But Austin, man. Have a hey, thank great you. day. Appreciate you, bro. Um, talk to you guys later. Yeah. Appreciate y'all. Later. later. All right. All right.